Last weekend, I preached on the helplessness of the victim in the parable of the Good Samaritan. And because of the response that I got after that homily from the weekend masses, I want to stay with that theme, everyone. I want to stay focused upon this experience of helplessness that we so often struggle with. And so I want to start out with a quote from St. Padre Pio tonight, the great St. Franciscan. Do not worry over things that generate preoccupation and anxiety. Only one thing is necessary, to lift up your soul and love God. This gospel, this famous gospel, right, of Mary and Martha, we love to create a dichotomy between Mary and Martha, right? Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his word, Martha's uh, working and doing the active stuff. I want to more focus on specifically what Martha is experiencing, right? And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. This anxiousness, this worry, everyone, is the beginning of so many ailments in our life. That anxiousness and worry, right, when they become prolonged, when we experience these things for a prolonged period of time without healing or closure, right, it turns, it turns into an experience of helplessness. And then that experience of helplessness, if that is prolonged and we never break out of it, it becomes the experience of hopelessness. You can call that depression if you want, but on a spiritual level, right, more, significant, more significantly, one loses hope. One loses hope that, right, psychologically, we are impacted and how deeply it affects our spiritual life, right? I'm not a psychologist. Priests are not psychologists. But the human person is one. And so our psychology, our emotions, our physical body, our spiritual reality, our immortal soul, they all come together and they all affect one another. And so it's so important that if anxiety and worry are the start to so many illnesses, right? It's, we need to get a grasp on it. We have to come to understand it and what to do with it. And so I hope to give you a little bit more depth, a little bit more of how to deal with anxiety and worry in your life. And so how do we deal with it? How do we deal with anxiety and worry? You've all heard of this, right? It's a very basic uh, psychological paradigm. The fight or flight response, right? When we experience things uh, that cause fear, anxiety, worry, we react with fight or flight. Fight, right? One of rebellion, aggressiveness. You're going to push back, rebel against life, possibly your whole life long. You can live your whole life in a state of rebellion, which doesn't sound that fun. Or one can live their life in a state of flight, where one pulls back and just lets things happen to them, 
gives up. Or another word, right, apathy. Where we experience apathy because we've just been overwhelmed with so much anxiety and worry that I say, done. I'm just going to do my thing. I'm not going to try to fight against it. I'm not going to try to change anything. I'm just going to let it happen and be done with it all. I propose to you, everyone, that this basic paradigm, right, isn't the answer, but that there's a third way, that the Christian way, the way that Jesus teaches us, is the third way of how to deal with anxiety, and it's this. Two principles that came to prayer this weekend for me. Number one, everyone, to deal with this appropriately, to find healing and closure, it always happens in relationship. It always happens within relationship with others, right? And obviously with God. That we're not standalone, independent realities that can just handle life on our own. That's not how it works. It would be great if it worked that way, but I think, right, life has shown us numerous times over and over again that we are not, right, single realities, but that we need each other, that we need community, we need friendship. And number two, listening to God's word. Right, Jesus says about Mary, or the, the gospel is described as Mary, right, is sitting at the feet, listening to Jesus. Listening, shh, jumped out at me today. And I think it's because, right, listening implies a second person. Listening implies a second person. That we can forget how to listen. We can forget how to listen. Instead, we're just spinning our wheels, trying to do stuff, trying to get things under control, trying to fix our problem, when actually it's about coming to a position, a posture of listening, a posture of listening to Jesus. Two principles. Healing happens in relationship. And number two, it comes through listening to God, listening to his word. I give you those two points, right, to lead into. On a practical level, anxiety, worry, how does one deal with them? It's not a question so much of how do I avoid it, how do I control it? How do I put it in its place? As the question of how do I engage with these thoughts and feelings that cause anxiety and worry inside of me? How do we engage with it, right? When we move to this third way of relationship and listening, what do we engage with? What do we engage with? to help bring healing. And I propose to you this. It comes down to the distinction between thinking and prayer. Thinking and prayer. We can often get them all messed up in our head, 
and we can come to believe that thinking is prayer. Thinking is not prayer, dear people. Prayer involves two people. It's an I-you, an I-thou relationship. Thinking is an I-me reality. It's staying in my head, going around in a circle. That can be good to solve certain problems, right? God gave us that gift. You should think. It'd be really bad if we didn't think, everyone, right? Thinking is a good thing. But thinking in and of itself does not fix all of our problems. We know that. And so when we're stuck in this circle of anxiety, of thinking, that I just can't get out of, it's not a question of thinking harder. It's not a question of engaging with those thoughts more. The answer comes in engaging with the God who can do something for you. The answer is engaging with, talking to, turning your heart over to the Father who is so good and so loving to you. It sounds so simple, and yet it's so difficult. It's so extremely difficult, right? To turn our thought into prayer, right? As an example, thinking. I'm going throughout my day walking down the sidewalk. It's fun walking down the sidewalk. Wow, that's a nice tree. That tree's really green. I'm sure it's going to look really dead and brown here in a few months, sadly. Wow, I guess I'm not looking forward to winter that much. I don't like winter. Winter's not that fun. Wow, it's going to be summer again, hopefully. Right? You're just thinking. Things are happening. You're going down this line of thought, whatever it may be. What does prayer sound like, everyone? And my practical advice you simply add Jesus in front of your thought. And so it sounds like this. Jesus, I like walking down the sidewalk. Jesus, that's a really nice tree. Thank you for creating everything that I get to enjoy. Jesus, when I experience beautiful trees, when I experience nature... I kind of get excited. It fills my heart with warmth. And it's so beautiful outside. Thank you for this great day. Jesus, these things have been burdening me. Help me with them. Help me to turn from them. Jesus, I just, I don't understand what's going on here. I, I give them to you. Everyone, instead of engaging with our thoughts that lead us to the path of anxiety and worry, Turn to Jesus. Talk to Jesus in a very simple, childlike way. That we simply give all of our thoughts, all that we experience over to him. Right? When things get really hard, when we have noticed that we're too locked in, that we seem to now not be able to break out of whatever anxiety or worry we have, when all else fails... Stick with the nice, short phrase. Jesus, I trust in you. 
Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Whatever it may be for you, everyone, that word of comfort that comes from the word of God, who's a person, repeat it to yourself. Stay focused on him. Stay focused on him so that your heart remains open to listening to what God has to say so that he can heal and he can change and transform our life. It doesn't happen by talking more. It happens by listening more. This week, we bring before Jesus and we ask him in a particular way for growth and the grace of prayer, real prayer, that our hearts may be filled with peace, that we may break out of our own preoccupation, worries, and anxieties. So Jesus, we can become your friends. We can more clearly grow in our friendship with you every day.